Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Self Aware Millennial. I'm your host, Jay Mixed, and we will be talking to Hillary Mitchell in just a moment about PCOS and cervical stenosis. But first, I wanted to just address everything that was going on yesterday uh, at the protest. Not everything, but just a quick rundown. So basically, if you are following anything that's going on in New Orleans and around the country, there are protests happening for all the injustices that have been happening for not just these recent events, which have sparked it all, but also just throughout our entire time that we've been in this damn country. And when I say we, I mean everybody, because everybody is affected by it. Yes, it does affect African Americans and persons of color the most, but it does affect our white allies too. But for New Orleans specifically, there's been protests going on every day this past week. They're starting in Duncan Plaza and then the organizers will basically just take us all wherever we are going for that night. So yesterday we were at the Crescent City Connection Bridge and they tear gassed us and then we had to go. That's basically what happened. I can go into detail, but you can just go online and you can find all the information. I don't have time to talk about it right now, but I wanted y'all to know that if anything happens to me, I was out there representing all of us, including my friends in the self-aware community. This is much bigger than all of us. And the more people that we have showing solidarity publicly, physically, the easier and the better things are going to be and the quicker things are going to change. So with all that, we're going to get back into periods because this is what y'all are here for. And I'm here for it too. We have Hillary Mitchell that's going to be joining us today. Hillary is a biology graduate from Loyola University who works primarily as an account manager and part-time as a jewelry sales consultant. She is a native of the West Bank and a born hustler. And before we bring Hillary on, I just want to let y'all know that she is going to be talking about her experiences with cervical stenosis and PCOS. And if y'all don't know what PCOS or cervical stenosis is, I'm not even going to describe it because Hillary eloquently stated it in this conversation that I had with her. All right, y'all, I present to you Hillary Mitchell on periods. Okay, let's talk about what exactly cervical stenosis is. Because what I should say is that when you mentioned it originally, I didn't know what it was, but like you were talking about it in a way where I was like, okay, this is something that maybe I do have because stuff like this has happened to me before. And what mm-hmm. you had told me was that men did not know that you can induce a period by having sex with a woman that has cervical stenosis. Right. And I was like, I feel like that's happened to me, but I don't know if I have cervical stenosis or not. I haven't mm-hmm. like gone to the doctor to check, but give me your thoughts on that. Like, um, did you, act? you said you actually talked to somebody about it or you, Weren't sure. So I talked to someone, a healthcare professional, about some of the issues that I was having with my menstrual cycle, which mm-hmm. is um, for years it's been very um, irregular. And so there's a couple of different things that go into it. Um, but when I was in a relationship, one of the things that did happen was a lot of the time, you know, um, because it was so irregular, there was really no idea to know when it was coming, mm-hmm. but it would almost always just appear after sex or during sex. So mm. <clears throat> that. Yeah, that got me to thinking like, okay, well, it's almost like you can kind of like, like if you tune yourself in with your body for a second and it's like, what could really be happening down there? 
And you, of course, you start to researching and Googling. And I mentioned it to my doctor. And doctors are always, oh, like, it's always probably nothing. If it's not causing you pain, da-da-da, you know how Yeah. some people are. So um, I went looking into it. Um, and then when I saw your post, I was like, well, let me kind of go dive in a little bit more so I could give good information. But um, one of the things that um, I found out, and just to start, uh, cervical stenosis, not to be confused with spinal cervical stenosis, but stenosis of the cervix is basically just like um, the narrowing of the passageway. So, you know, the mm-hmm. cervix is the gateway, the gatekeeper to everything uterine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that passageway closes or tightens um, mm-hmm. uh, much in the same way that like it dilates when you're, you know, pregnant. It's, it's one of those, it's like a sphincter, you know? So um, when it becomes too narrow, things can't really free flow into or out of the uterus. Um, and so I looked a little bit more into it. And the, the thing that um, really caught my attention about it was a lot of the causes. So when I looked up, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, the causes of it, one of the things that it brings up is like cervical cancer, or like mm-hmm. uh, cervical dysplasia or hyperplasia, um, which is basically just abnormal, you know, growth of the cells right there. Mm-hmm. And so it really made a, a ton of sense to me because what I have had is a polyp on my cervix. Oh. Um, that I've had removed and so it kind of brought it full circle for me when I realized like this is like kind of textbook um but it really brought to my attention how very little we know you know like those are things I wouldn't have even known to look that up a lot of times we have menstrual issues and we think oh this has just always been happening so it's probably supposed to happen yeah and a lot of times they're indicators of something else so yeah my yeah. goodness wow Okay, so I have a few questions for you. Were there other instances besides sex that you realized that something was up because something of the cervical stenosis was like agitating you? Or was uh, well, it just I that have instance? I a lot of cramps and a lot of pain. I think that's what you're asking, if there were other like indicators before I actually knew. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't know they were indicators at the time, but I will say, um, again looking at the symptoms of it, you know, the irregular period is like a huge indicator because basically it's pretty much trapped. Like, I mean, that's how I picture it in my mind. Like it's, it's trying to break free and you've got this tightened entryway that won't really let it go. So I would always have irregular periods and I attributed it to stress because in college it would be for months at a time. Yeah. Um, And then I was diagnosed with PCOS which is uh, the polycystic ovarian syndrome. But mm-hmm. I mean, it makes your periods irregular, but it doesn't, I feel like it, it didn't, the, the way that my cycle was acting, it really wouldn't have made sense. Like when the period actually came, and I don't know if it's TMI for the people that are- Girl, whatever, give them everything. <laughs> but when <laughs> it would come, it wasn't like this, like people just kind of always picture the period as like this free flowing thing. Like you'll be sitting down somewhere and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like all over, you know, and it really wasn't that. Usually. Yeah. It was usually a little more, it was a drier than normal. It was, it wasn't bright red, you know, and which concerned me, which is probably one of the first things that made me go, what is that? Um, yeah. So I realized it just felt like, and this is probably going to sound gross. It just felt like it wasn't freshly flowing. Yeah. It felt like, it it felt like it's been there for a bit. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And so by the time we made it out, it was dry or brown. Was the was the color was. was the color different than normal? Like a fresh color, like bright red or whatever is like the usual indicator. Yeah. Or and say it dark there's red. There's no free flowing. Like I, I probably could go mm-hmm. any day on a period without a bag or a tampon, and it'd be fine for just about half of the day. I wow. mean, that's how little it free flows. Wow. So, and then yeah. all of a sudden, if you're having sex with somebody, it just all comes mm-hmm. out because it. Very wow. Bright, very, yeah. And so now what I don't know is if, if it has something to do with the timing, um, like mm. whether, okay, if, if your period is supposed to happen mm-hmm. that day and you have sex, is that why it comes out fresh or, yeah. you know, but <clears throat> yeah, that, it definitely was a, it, it happened more than once for sure. Wow. Um, and now that I'm not having a ton of sex. <laughs> Right now, it's really not uh, anything I have had been able to pay attention to or track or anything, but definitely was a very common thing when I was in a relationship. Gotcha. So do you still have it now or are you, or I know they said it was treatable, right? Like it's Um, Now that I don't know. You can have the cervix widened. Um, I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know what that procedure is and what that process is, to be quite honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um, it just seems, it seems to me like it would be very simple. You, you know, you probably could do it at home, you know, if you have tools or toys or what have you, but <laughs> tools or toys. It's not, it's not, yeah. It's not, it's, I, I've not treated it. I think that I've gotten to the point and I actually have my OBGYN appointment Monday. Okay. Which is so funny, but, um, I, it's, I haven't addressed it. I mean, I just kind of have been going with the flow and trying to prepare myself for any scenario. It's like, well, um the the one thing I know that I don't have is like I'm not gonna be sitting somewhere and then, you know, when you randomly start your period and you know you just randomly start your period and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't have that moment. You know, Dude, it doesn't nice. have it's not a mess or anything. There's not uh it's not ground zero like it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. like so um yeah. And and the other thing that I noticed too also that I wanted to note because um I don't know what demographic the viewers are primarily, but it does affect across a ton of age brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be brought on by menopause, you know, so older women can deal with that as well, as well as, you know, younger women just having abnormal cell activity. Yeah, they're not so. like fully developed. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. My goodness. No. Um, it's not horrible, though. I mean, I, I feel like I barely think about it, but, you know, except for when the the spirit actually makes it there it's like oh well this is not really you know it's not really coming out like it should but okay well okay another this might be i always like oh this might be tmi but you know what whatever um this isn't tmi actually i just wanted to know like are you like on any birth controls or anything that may like agitate that okay so i don't know if the birth control agitates it i am on an explanation which means that I have yes. an implant like in my arm, mm-hmm. um, basically that stays in about three years. And mm-hmm. I think I'm on my third year right now, but, um, I, I originally got on birth control because of the COS. So by the time I had gotten on birth control, I was already irregular mm-hmm. with my cycle. So, um, I really can't say for sure if it's actually affecting the cervix that way. I mean, it really hasn't made a difference. It's made me more regular, but okay. It's, it, it doesn't make sense if you're regular and then it can't get out. So Gotcha. Okay. And the PC, PCOS, um, I've heard a little bit about it because I had another friend of mine that was telling me about it, that she had it. Um, can you just give me a few details about what 
differentiates that in cervical stenosis or like how that couples together okay so um and this is probably gonna sound really like late termish but pcos it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome Mm -hmm. um so what you have is like this growth of of follicles in your ovary Mm -hmm. um and i haven't read upon it too too much i've seen a lot of people that give a lot of insight how to get rid of it and what may help it Mm -hmm. um oddly enough a lot of this stuff just ties together once you find out about it because it's linked heavily to high blood sugar and diabetes, which I also have. Oh, so, gotcha. Yes, it but it occurs primarily in your ovaries. It's a, a you know overgrowth of follicles, and then you don't really release a, an egg every month, which causes the irregularity of your menstrual cycle because you know that cycle isn't trying to to nurture the the environment for an egg because there's no egg all the time. Um, whereas the cervical stenosis is totally centered to, to the cervix itself. And it's not really, it's affected by abnormal cell growth, but it's more of a, I want to say it's, it's a physical thing. It's like a, yeah. a phenotypical, I don't know how to say, um, it's something thing that... as opposed to something like cellular kind of in the ovaries. So okay, that's what I would say the main difference. Cool. All I can remember at the moment is the f- friend of mine who told me about it was that she said she had it bad and that like she bleeds for a long time and that she can bleed through like everything because of it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But I mean, it, I still should, I, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that she'll be able to talk to me about it a little bit more, especially for the episode. But if not, like, I think she gave me enough information just through what we were texting it was uh but again like all these terms i never heard about and you know it's starting to make me think like what i like what i may have or what i just never went to the doctor to get diagnosed for um Mm -hmm. but honestly like i'm on um i'm on the copper ied so this is my first time like experiencing different periods than i have throughout my entire life like usually i was able to figure out what was going on with my like I could I could time it out for the most part like when it was coming I would know the symptoms and everything but now it's like it's like a complete three 180 not 360 um but the copper ID it's like or I should say before like my periods were very much like the first day like I could tell it was coming like it was you know it started trickling in by the second third day it was very heavy by the fourth and fifth day it started Uh trickling back off and um, I would have periods. Uh, I would have periods. No, I would have cramps like the first couple of days, um, and then they would just, you know, go away. But right. now, what happens is the complete opposite. It'll start off like. Wait, what did, did I tell you? It, no, I, you know what? I told you it started light. Mine mm-hmm. used to start off pretty like, like it'll start off light for like maybe half the day, and then like. I could already tell, oh my God, if I don't get it, if I don't do something by like midday, this is going to be a mess. So, um, but now it takes like two to three days. Like it'll just trickle for like the first two, three days. And then fourth and fifth day, it'll like still like it ends heavy. It doesn't end light. It's weird. But anyway. I mean, I always think it's like worth looking into, but, but I think the problem I always run into is when you go to the OBGYN, um, and I love her. I love her to death. When you go there, I think that if it's not a dire issue or if you have other more disconcerting health concerns, I feel like some of that other stuff 
just gets kind of pushed. It's just like a technical term for it, and then just really nothing you can do. You right. Know, as long as it's not life threatening, then they really don't aim to treat it. To be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, if people aren't coming in and having issues with it, then I, I mean, I don't blame them. Right. So you said like some guys are weirded out by it. In what way do you find that they are weirded out? What Are they weirded out by the idea that they can induce a period? I don't think that that's what weirds them out. I don't think they know. It's just a way of finding out that they can. Oh, like, it's like, like it actually happens during, during, oh my, yes. oh, shoot. And then the lights are off. And like, just kind of picture the scenario where you guys, you know, are in the middle of, you know, everything. And all of a sudden he says something like, oh, wow, you're like really, really aroused today, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and it turns out to be that, you know? <laughs> so when you flip the light on, it's like, Oh, oh my gosh. So, I see when I thought, see, when you said that, I thought you meant that it just, it induced it, but not during mm-hmm. the act, like afterwards, like it just started during coming out after accident. all of it. So it was during, whoa. Okay. I can, okay. I get that. That, that would be terrifying. I think for yeah. a guy, if they don't know but what's happening. I mean, in general, I feel like, and I'm, I'm, this is a blanket statement. That's so, okay. men out there, this is not for everybody, but uh, I think that a lot of men, because they know very little, are just kind of like, it's just that thing that happens to my girlfriend, you know, every couple of weeks. And, you know, I see the pads. I don't really, you know, mm-hmm. and they did, it's a, it's a, uh, it's taboo. Like almost, and then some men try really, really hard to make you comfortable about it. It's a really big feat for a guy to say, "I'll go out and get your tampons and pads." Sometimes, um, but it's it's almost like you really can't blame them for not knowing a whole lot because I feel like we have a very super superficial knowledge ourselves of it. So, well, the only reason why we have a superficial knowledge of it is because of the society that we live in, patriarchy. Like it caters to patriarchy and patriarchy exactly. has nothing. They have no idea what this is because right. they don't experience they study the it. things that it has to do with uplift the patriarchy. So, right. I'm going to learn a reproductive system because this is how the woman bears my children or, you know, right. this is how I become responsible for some kids down the line or, you know, but right. otherwise I think that there's not a lot. You're absolutely right. There's not a lot of attention shown. Um, and, you know, people just stick to, like, the main issues. And people stick to uterine cancer, cervical cancer. And now PCLs, I, it, the first time I had ever heard of it was when I was diagnosed with it. But when you start looking into things, it's extremely common. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have it. And some people don't know what the, the deal is. People attribute the irregular periods to the birth control, to stress, to just hormonal changes. It could be a number it's of things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so we just don't have enough access to, to what could actually happen. There's a lot. There's a lot going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yes, there is. Oh, my gosh. If you're OK with me, like kind of asking you quickly about your relationship with because here's here's what I did. I talked to a couple already about their experience with, you know, dealing with her period and, um, you know, I think I got a lot of feedback from them and I'm just wondering, like with the relationship that you had or the relationships that you've had, have you been vocal about telling them that you're like on your period or like letting them know when it's around that time and everything? And like, if they were responsive in a positive way, 
about it. Yes, I think that it makes a difference. Now, I will say that I have vanity course on my beard. It's probably mm-hmm. more taboo than anything else. Well, no, but actually, um, we were talking about that, and they said they were like, they were all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, but I just, uh, I feel like it made more of it's with the same person, but I feel like it made more of a dis- difference knowing what you were getting into as opposed to it kind of popping up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, he was always aware that I was on my period. I'm pretty vocal and I'm just like a, like in a relationship, I'm, I'm up under you. Like, you know, you know, when I have cramps, right. you know, when I have a headache, you know, when something ain't going right, you know, Hey, there's a pimple on my thigh. What is that? Mm-hmm. You know, come look at it. You know, I'm yeah. not <laughs> relationship. So, um, he definitely was aware. He didn't freak out about it. He's pretty cool about it. He grew up with a ton of sisters. I was about to um, ask that. <laughs> cool. So, Sweet. I think he was pretty much just kind of like, well, yeah, his mom was really blunt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it, it I don't think it phased him to hear mm-hmm. about me saying that it was coming or it was here. It was just kind of in passing conversation, really. Gotcha. Cool. Do you have any questions for me or like did you have any uh comments or something that you wanted to bring up that you that's harboring your mind (laughs) what i will say is just in talking about it i think that it's going to be great for the guys that you get on with you um because i feel like the women that are with those guys if there are any will have kind of like an extra pair of eyes like looking out for their vaginal health i mean i can only hope that once more kind of information spreads about certain things that you know a guy could one day be like oh you know your period looks like that. Well, maybe this might be going on, you know, because I feel like when it occurs to me, you know, when it occurs to me that I had the polyp on my cervix and then I read this stuff and like the main cause across all sites is like cervical cancer and surgical procedures on the cervix. I, I was just like, you know, in my mind, I feel like what if years ago somebody had told me, you know, get, go get your cervix checked for hyperplasia. Um, because of this, you know, yeah. which I, I mean, nothing bad happened. Um, I just got the polyp removed and, uh, it was benign, but it was just like one of those things, serious things can be going on there and they manifest themselves in ways that don't really catch our attention. So, mm. yeah. oh, word. I want to thank Hillary and all of my vagina owners who have reached out to me about their PCOS and gave me more awareness about what it is. And hopefully our penis owners are listening and are also taking note. And like PCOS, vulvodynia, and all the other conditions that we have covered on this series so far, cervical stenosis is another one of those where a lot of people have it, but nobody talks about it. Or they have it and don't realize it. On the next episode of the series, I will be talking to two penis owners, Nick Fly and Jamie Bernstein. We will be discussing everything that we talked about in these last couple of episodes on the series. And we will be addressing questions that they have and hopefully questions that other penis owners have had for vagina owners about menstrual periods. I hope you guys join me then. Otherwise, I hope you... Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Facebook. I'm on Patreon now. So check that out. And if you have any questions, suggestions, compliments, please make sure that you email me at theselfawaremillennial at gmail.com. Alrighty, y'all. Talk to y'all later. Black Lives Matter. And the revolution is here.